it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rob's Rhythms. I'm your host, Rob Fishbeck, and with me, as always, is Captain Crumps himself, the mighty Max Williams. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good today, buddy. How are you? Uh, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, why is that? Just all of it. Just all of it. All of it. I, uh, right. I, I babysat for a couple hours this afternoon for my mm-hmm. nephew. Yeah. Did you finally watch all of the YouTube videos? Is that why you're exhausted? You're like, I got through them all. No, I, I rewatch the same ones most of the time. I watched so. every video on YouTube. No, I just... <laughs> no, you didn't do it? Oh, okay. No. How long would that take, you think? How long do you think it would take? Uh, do you think it could physically be well, done? Well, it would never end because people are always uploading more. That's a fair point, so it is... And yeah. the amount of people that upload YouTube videos per day, that output far exceeds the amount of people that put songs out every day, right. which far exceeds the amount of... Films that come out and or filmed right. each. So do you think you could watch every film ever made? Uh, I did when I was younger. Oh, yeah, if, I'm being, you, if I'm being completely honest. You pretty much I did, did when I was younger. When, yeah. I, when, I was at like, when I was real cocky when I was like 13 and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know more about movies than everybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. Until I learned that there's actually people out there that know film like I do. Mm-hmm. Um and actually compete in trivia about it. Yeah, not, not, a, lot, not a lot of movie critics uh, spawned out of your area where you were born. Uh, no. 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 Yeah. In, and in Illinois in general, we got, we got Roger Ebert and Richard Roper. Which, I mean, two of the most famous, but yeah. But yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. Exactly. But you got Leonard Moulton and you got Gene Shalit. How many other, like, yeah. Sis, it, well, originally it was Siskel. Siskel and Ebert. Oh, yeah. Gene Shalit and, and Leonard days. Moulton. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. Those like, those, that's, that's, I'm, well, I mean, the ones ever, that are household names. Is that the Mount Rushmore? Like, you know, like as far I, as the most people would go film Mount critics Rushmore. that I know of far exceed that. Yeah. But they're not household names. That's fair. Um, should be. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is not a film podcast. If you want to listen to a film mm-hmm. podcast, you can check out me and my friend Ben from DZ Records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're adjusting my gain right now? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Turning it down? Yeah. Because I was getting loud. A little bit. That's, I was tired before we started the show, but it, as everybody knows, it's called show business. So you just kind of flip that switch and ready to rock and roll. But this is not a film podcast. No, it's not. Um, so if you want to listen to a film co- podcast, go over to Mandate Movies mm-hmm. and check that out as me and my friend Ben. Since COVID started now, like twice a month, we used to do every week. Sometimes it's every three weeks. It's there. It's there. We talk about movies. <laughs> it is the, what it is. That's the best way to promote it. We're, it's there. Get to it if you need to. We're nearing yeah. the apocalypse. Get to I'm, it if you want I'm to. ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty funny. So right out of the gate, I woke up to yeah. some awesome sauce news this morning. What was your awesome sauce news, man? Uh, so Springsteen's putting out a new album. Didn't he just put out Western Stars last yeah, year? Yeah, but this one's with the band. Oh, that was all him last year. Well, it was East other Street, musicians. The East Street's back. East Street's back. Everybody is everybody still alive? No, we uh-huh. we lost Danny Federici in two thousand seven. Oh, okay. Two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven. What did what did he play? Two thousand and eight, and then we lost the big man in twenty eleven. Danny Federici played keyboards and accordion. Oh, interesting. And uh, who was the big man? Max. No. Clarence Clements. Clarence Clements. What was he? You're, it's so it's so weird talking. Yeah. By the way, I sound like Gopher Dad. Like I got a, like I got a whistle in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna drink some water. Hold on. You literally mean the big man. That was his nickname. He was so big, Bruce he, as he was a bigger dude. So I don't know saying. if you've put two and two together, but 
I'm attracted to strong personalities, just in general. I no, I've never guessed, buddy. <laughs> never. And uh, yeah. being being a strong personality myself. Uh. Um, and there's, I've always been like people that give people nicknames. You're like, not even a type A. You're just a type hang. me. That's what it is. The type we, is me. Yeah, we right. can hang. Mm-hmm. So everybody in the E Street band's got, it's uh, like the Mighty Max Weinberg. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to call him Miami Steve, Steve Van Zant. Mm-hmm. Then they started calling him Little Steven because he was, he went to Florida for a while. Yeah. Well, he left New Jersey. So they all started calling him Miami Steve. And started Steve. doing a bunch of coke and turned Cuban. That's why he's Miami Steve. No, he came back, oh. and then he, he joined the E Street Band. Oh, okay. Never mind. And then they used to call him the Phantom, Danny Federici, Gary W. Talent. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of they fancy. They the W. A lot of fancy. These sound like made-up names. Like, their real names sound made-up. Well, I know he all played keyboards. That's up. why they call him the Phantom, like Phantom of the Opera. No, I get it. Not their nicknames. Or maybe because he was Their real too. names sound made-up. Not the nicknames. Oh, really? Yeah. They sound Clarence, like... Clarence Clemens, like... Steve Van Zant. What is this? Steve Van Zant was on Sopranos. This... You don't know Steve Van Zant? No, Lily I Hammer? know who he is. I'm just... This sounds like, you know, uh, Sesame Street said, let's just put some words together today. Let's okay. see what we come up with. Let's not, let's not shit all over my, you know... <laughs> no, I know. Nils Lofgren, I don't think, has a... But he didn't join the band until the Born in the USA tour. And then yeah. Patty Scalf is just... She's Bruce's wife. Right. You know, granted, she was in the band for... Quite a while for the That's like uh, the boss's son gets in. And then Professor Roy Bitten. Professor Piano Roy player. Bitten. Yeah. He's a good piano player. He's a very good piano He's an excellent piano player. I was actually driving out to the boonies today, <laughs> going to watch my nephew. Yeah. And uh, yeah. listen to Meatloaf's Bad Out of like, Hell. Like Wilmington, Illinois boonies? or uh... what? You know what town. Uh, We're not going to say what I town. know. But, but I knew it movies. wasn't. I knew it wasn't that one. But yeah, that's why I said yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was listening to Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. And that's a, okay. Weinberg that's and Vitten played yeah. their asses off on that record. Sure. So, anyways. Anyways, Springsteen's putting out a new album called "Letter to You." Letter to you. And I could not be more excited about it. For song, it's going to be called. The, oh, the single came out today. It's called it's "Letter called? to You." It's oh, that, fine. Oh, that's the album. Is letter the, the to you. The title track also came and out. The title track is also okay. The single is also out. For those it's of a us, fine song. For those of us under thirty that talk like we're seventy-year-old men, <laughs> fine just means forgettable. So then it was fine. Okay, it was fine, mm-hmm. but it was a little light in a very, especially for those. By the way. Uh, this usually comes out like a day or two after we record it, but for anybody that's listening that lives in California or anywhere near there, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's my buddy. My buddy texted me this morning. He lives oh about a half an hour south of downtown LA, and he had ashes on his car. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, yeah. So Springsteen's putting out a new record. I'm pretty pretty pumped about it, I'm not going to lie. Because you like the Western Stars. I love Western Stars. You like it was a very different record. Like, right. I, so it's not on, like, I, I just actually, I just made a playlist a couple weeks ago because, like, um, I'm cheap, so I have the free version of Spotify, which is fine because I usually just make playlists and I want them shuffled anyways. I noticed that, yeah. When what? the advertisement started playing, it's like, ugh, get with the times, man. What? Dude... I just got Spotify. I had a Spotify account on my uh, old Dell computer. Sure. Like back a while ago. Uh, and for four or five years did not go on it. 
and then got the app on my phone at the beginning of the summer. Yeah. So I actually just started making new playlists and stuff. Anyways, I'm getting way off subject here. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and so I'll put Springsteen on, and it's like, you know, like, I just want to, I just want to listen to the deep cuts. Because, like, <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, you know how many times I've heard Born to Run? Do you have any idea how many? So, like, I want to hold that to be, like, a special song when I hear it. I'm going to say 140. So I started making, times. yeah, yeah. started making a, I made a deep cuts playlist. Mm. Excuse me. And uh, I had a lot of barbecue for dinner. Um, mm. This is terrible radio. Mm. Moving on. It is. And uh, so the Springsteen's Deep Cuts playlist, I wanted to put a couple songs from Western Stars on it, but it is such a different record that it doesn't, like, doesn't blend well with, like, Candy's Room and, like, some of the outtakes that were on the track series, like um, So Young and In Love or, like, like, Candy's Boy that's on The Promise, which is, like, the companion piece to Candy's Room. All right, yeah. The stuff on Western Stars just, it's a totally different, you know, like these are like young man's games, like, you know, starting. And then, like, I got tracks from the Rising. Are there any like rock songs on it? Or is it mostly On the just Deep like, Cuts playlist? No, on the Western Stars. Um, yeah. Or is it just, is it kind of just like folksy? Yeah, there's some, there's some, there's some, definitely some uppers on it, but they still, gritty. they just don't fit the play. Like, I almost need to make like three separate Springsteen playlists. Mm -hmm. Like, because this has got like Ramrod. And um, all that kind of stuff on it, you know, songs that you don't know. I'm no. a rocker. No. You know, stuff off the cuts off the river. Four U's on there from Greetings and Asbury Park. Greetings from Asbury Park. Um, Backstreets is on there. Jungle Land's on there. The Promised Land. But Badlands isn't on there. Born to Run's not on there. Born in the USA's not on there. Dancing in the Dark's not on. I'm on Fire's on there, but not Dancing in the Dark. No Hungry Heart. The deeper cuts. Good. Hungry Heart doesn't deserve to be on there. Hungry Heart's a great song. I wish, I really song. wish the Ramones would have cut it be, like he wanted them to. Right. And good for John Landau, business-wise, one of the best decisions he ever made in his life. Mm. But how cool would that be if the Ramones would have become like a, would have been faint, more famous at the time that they were all still alive because they're cutting Hungry Heart by Springsteen. Yeah. Like, that's so dope. It just, it gets me, gives me all the excitements. <laughs> but, um... So for those of you listening, what we usually have, what usually happens is, is Thursday rolls around or Tuesdays, depending upon which day we're getting together. Yeah, and, it's, it's uh, either one. I go, so what do you want to talk about? And then we pick something to talk about. And like we had our guest Jimmy last week, mm -hmm. friend of the show and friend of ours, definitely friend of mine. <laughs> um, and then we have plans to start bringing more guests on via audio. Uh, which we're actually currently been working on right now. We just figured out how to live stream on the YouTubes. We did. Yeah, and it's exciting. And we're moving right along. Isn't it? Just like uh, the song from the Muppet movie. So that being said, Max rolled up, and I was sitting on the porch listening to The Doors, mm -hmm. which is a band that I kind of go back and forth to. It's it's They're not steady like Neil Young or, or Dylan or The Stones. Fleetwood Mac, R.E.M., but I was really into them in, like, eighth grade. I, I got their Legacy two-disc CD collection, yeah. which still didn't have Love Street on it for some reason, um, which was which I heard that song when I was, like, later on in high school, and I was like, oh, my God, this song is amazing! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why isn't this on my CD collection? <laughs> um, 
Because similar to a band like Creedence, like they only put out a handful of albums, so it's and they're like they're two disc sets. It it gives you pretty much everything you want. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. no complaints. Yeah. But I was really into them in like eighth grade, and then kind of drifted back. And then I remember sophomore year of high school that winter, I was listening to The Doors a lot, and I had a Jim Morrison poster at one point. I don't know what happened to it. Um, Probably yeah. Uh, and then kind of since then. I've never disliked them and I've never not listened to them, but it's just like when songs of theirs come on, I guess you could say. You're not seeking them out. But then like every once in a while I'll pull out like, I'll listen to them for like, I'm going to take like a long shower, like in the winter to like break up my sinuses, mm. you know, when it's just so dry and I'm going to be in the shower for like a half an hour or I'm doing some computer work. So I'll listen to them for like an hour, like, and then, Nine, ten months later, I'll do it again. It's an interesting shower. And I'll play. Doors. Oh, that's great. Well, you know. Uh, and I'll play Touch Me and uh, Five to One and Crystal that's, Ship that's and an Roadhouse Blues that's an interesting and Love Me Two Times. Too. Oh, ha ha, yeah. you're hilarious. That's what I was sort of getting at. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Love Her Madly. Hello, I, like I love you. Strange. People are strange. Those are all. Those are the ones I usually light my fire. Mm. You know. Yeah. Um, all hits. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but they had a lot of. They had a lot songs of great that songs. were very uh, uh, expansive, I guess. At but anyway, so yeah. I kind of go back and forth. But you said something interesting, which mm. is why we're going to talk about the Doors as our main subject today. <laughs> I didn't mean it as as a giant blanket statement. You said, this yeah, is, but you said the words. I did. They're yeah. overrated. I think they're overrated. Yeah. And a different version of Rob may agree with you to an extent, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to defend the fact that they are perfectly rated. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. Why do you think they're overrated? I don't know a lot of pundits that really shit on them either, though. I also don't know a lot of music pundits that do this kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I'm more, but, in the, I'm more into the film punditry. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know a lot of music pundits that that shit on the doors that often. Most people kind of just uh, pat them on the back and say, "Hey, good job, guys." Um, I think I described, and this isn't, I guess, exactly my completely original thought. But when I finally heard it, it, it totally clicked and made sense for me. It was just, uh, it was, it was decent musicians. Decent enough musicians, mostly just playing blues music behind a rambling maniac. That's, and, an, that's an interesting And point. while there are plenty of bands out there like that, I guess, um, they just happen to be famous enough to where people are like, oh, they're fucking amazing, man. Because if you read Jim Moore, Morrison's poetry, which I haven't read a lot of it, but I've read a little bit of it, of it it's, it's fine. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, mostly, it's, it's mostly drug-induced... Ramblings, right? I mean, I know and Ryan Adams is a hot subject now. Right, right, um, right. But he did a book of poems a long time ago. I read it. Yeah. And it's as, it's as good as Jim Morrison. I'm sure it is. Yeah. If you said it some music, yeah. I mean, it, well, I mean, how, there is a. I'm gonna butcher the shit out of this phrase that I'm about to say, but. All songs are poems, but not all poems are songs. No. 
I think is that the correct. Uh, I guess you could tie it in that way, but not really. I don't know if this is a whole. A rectangle is a square, but a square is not a rectangle kind of a thing. Ooh, interesting. You know, or excuse me, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. So, uh, yeah, I, you go back, you listen to a lot of it. There, band-wise, yeah, it's, it's a collection of, for the most part, decent musicians. You were, uh, reminded me of the name of the uh, the pianist slash organist. Ray Manzarek. Ray Manzarek. Um, he was the most talented one out of the entire band. I oh I believe. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. John Desmore is great. Desmore is great drummer. And yeah, Robbie good enough. A good enough great drummer. Great guitar player. And the best well, part I, about Krieger Rye was when he first learned, or when he was first learning guitar. It's pretty much when they started the band. Pretty much. He was only six months into learning guitar, and and hey, we're we're kind of gonna keep going. Now you've seen the Doors movie. I've seen it, but it's been yeah, fifteen years. Did you like it? I remember thinking it was. It was an interesting take on it, but for, again, for mostly what I got from it, he's just a huge drug addict. Addict, excuse me. So I I've seen the movie twice. I did not like the movie. Right, and yeah, that's because I've and I've said this, and I'll die on this hill. Ninety mm. percent of music biopics mm-hmm. do not do any of it justice because and especially when you got somebody like Oliver Stone who is a true like director mm-hmm. he's making an Oliver Stone movie right he's not not that anybody was a hired that not that anybody's a hired gun in the MCU but there's like a like a certain threshold of this stuff all needs to be in here mm-hmm. and then the directors work within those parameters whereas with this mm-hmm. it's an Oliver Stone film and he was so hot at the time like as a director like Platoon had won Best Picture five years before this movie came out. You know what I mean? That was before JFK, right? Or was that after JFK? The Doors movie came out in 91. JFK either, I want to say JFK came out in 90, to be honest with you. So it was, yeah, right after. Um, This was right before Natural, I think Natural Born Killers was his next movie. Mm -hmm. And if not, it was his next big movie. Okay. Um, Because Natural Born Killers came out in 94, Mm. I want to say 94. I might be off. I'm really tired. I, I don't know if I've said that or not, but I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, you're exhausted, buddy. Uh, babysitting. I, oh, boy. All right. Anyways. We'll get to that after the podcast. Whatever. Yeah. So the thing with the doors is that I say they're perfectly rated because I, full disclosure, in 2012 mm. stopped listening to the radio and right time to get out of the radio too it was great mm-hmm. uh, because by that point in time pretty much any vehicle I was in I would carry around the cassette adapter that you could put into the cassette player if it was like an older vehicle mm-hmm. so I could plug my phone into it yep. and just listen to whatever yeah. and any newer vehicles would have the little aux cord so it was fine like yeah. the, the, the input jack what a lifesaver those have become and now yeah it's just, now it's just bluetooth right yeah. right unless unless you can't figure out how to work the bluetooth in your car yeah exactly <laughs> which uh unfortunately for a lot of old people that, that, that can be different. oh no i'm talking about somebody under 30 oh there you go his, his name is rob fishbeck <laughs> and he's coming to you from chicago illinois oh that's great <laughs> um, no wonder why i do all the technical stuff around here yeah, I can't. I, dude, I, I spent hours at it. Yeah. Epic fail. Yeah. Epic fucking fail. That's pretty funny, man. So, but that being said, I can cut up a fucking tree with a chainsaw. So right. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm also a black belt in Taekwondo. 
Yes, which we've seen. And I know more about movie trivia than... The average may, Joe. Maybe only a handful of people that compete in it professionally. Mm-hmm. The average um, Joe Schmo. The average Joe Schmo. Oh, now. hey. Whoa. Oh, oh. Is somebody making a connection here? Oh, how oh. do you think they came up with it? Oh, everybody. How do you think they came up with it? Keep your pants on, everybody. Okay. Right. Um, so the reason I say they're perfectly rated is because I, like, how do I put this? In the last eight years have spent probably a hundred hours in vehicles like work trucks or mm. work vans or whatever that did not have like all we were listening to was the radio yeah eight years that's pretty good i'd say about a hundred hours mm-hmm. and god damn is it repetitive they play another brick in the wall and then they play come together and then they play satisfaction mm-hmm. and then a random and then sweet emotion by aerosmith mm-hmm. and then a credence song mm-hmm. And then Janis Joplin's Me and Bobby McGee. And then Back in Black. And then Back in Black. Yep. And then, uh, 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 then um, uh, Born in the USA. Do they really play that? Or Glory Days. Or Glory Days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And God, then I don't know how many times maybe Running Down a Dream, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. And then we're back to uh, another Pink Floyd song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, then they play uh, usually, uh, what, Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Yeah. And then... What's that Pink Floyd song, the slower one? Uh, wish You Were Here. Comfortably it's, Numb. It's usually that one. Young usually, Lust. Usually Wish You Were Here. Um, and then uh, yeah. another Beatles song. They'll play Eleanor Rigby. And then uh, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Yep. And or actually, no, Go Your Own Way. That's, that's the one what they, they play a lot. They play that one more than they do The Chain. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's classic rock radio. That's classic rock radio. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes, we're shitting on classic rock radio. Oh, shitting, shitting all over it. It's so bad. It's so terrible. Bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. And to think, like, most people bought those albums back in the day too. Like, those were the popular songs. Most people bought those albums and/or those singles that you're playing. Fifty the plus years ago. So then, why are fifty you, plus it's, years? So it's ago. like forty plus years ago. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You gotta remind everybody that oh, this is the music that you listen to for all of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the recipe's changed since 1990. Take it easy by the Eagles. By oh, Eagles. Absolutely. Take it easy by Eagles. Hotel California. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so over the last eight years, I've been able to deconstruct all of that mm. and enjoy them as they should be enjoyed. Yes. So when I listen to rumors and Go Your Own Way comes on, I don't uh-huh. hit the skip button like I did seven, eight years ago because I was like, I can't hear this song again. Get me to... Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Songbird or mm. Goldust Woman, right? Right. Yeah. Um, same thing with The Doors and everybody else. So, like, now I can just put one of their albums on and go, this is how it was meant to be heard. Mm. Oh, that song sounds like the last three songs. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's tones on records. There's tones you, on records, you, you but shit, there's... What are you shitting on? Shitting on filler? I, I, is that where you were going with it? Because I wouldn't I, listen. I just, look, I just looked at all of their before the show. I looked at all of their albums, and I have some very interesting facts about yes. them that I did not know. Real before. quick about tone. Tone is fine. Keep your tone, but instrumentation can change. All right, Mister. I'm new to Born to Run. Yeah. Would you Would you agree that there's a tone to that record? Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep, I didn't but mean some of the songs sound different. Doesn't sound like I'm just hitting play and. Cool, a new four chord rock song's coming on, or cool, a new uh, poorly mixed uh, <laughs> organ 
organ-led uh, blues tunes coming up. Awesome. Like, what would you say is a poorly mixed organ? Some of the door stuff is is poorly mixed. That that organ's way too high, or whatever. That EQ means. wise, or it's just like way too in your face. It's way too in your face, and EQ wise, you can you can hear those pitches every now and then. But it was also, you know, 60s. 67, It was also 60s mixing, so I can't totally... Yeah, but would you say that about, like, the Animals? Or I'm trying to think of other bands that had, like, keyboards in them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even late 60s, if you didn't have, like, the number one producer for you, a lot of those songs, the treble area is is a trouble area. And I don't mean that as a pun, (laughs) but it really is a trouble area. Trouble and Troubles. Trouble Wait, what was trouble. that? You've seen The Office, right? Uh, yeah, but I'm... What was the name of Andy's, um... Oh, dude, yeah. Was it The Treble Clefts? No. No. What was it? I, trouble Clefts? It doesn't trouble matter. Clefts. No, it was, If you're listening to this and you're a big Office fan, leave us a comment on if you can leave us a comment. Hey, he went to Cornell. That's all. He went to Cornell. Mm-hmm. Andy Bernard, that was Andy Bernard, yes. Andrew um, because I always want to go say Andy Dwyer, but that's mm-hmm. from Parks yeah, and Rec. That's Parks and Rec, yeah. He's a better character, but yeah. A way better character. Right. Wait, like, Ed Helms is great. Ed his, Helms does Andy his character. Yeah. His character, for me, mm-hmm. dances toe-to-toe with George Costanza. Cannot stand them. Mm, okay. I can't fucking stand George Costanza. And a lot of people say, um, you know, well, if... How do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm and love Larry David, but you don't like George Costanza? And I'm like, there is a difference. Like, there is definitely a difference between George Costanza's character. There's a huge difference. And Larry David's character. Yes. Because Larry David is playing an exaggerated version of himself, a well-made Hollywood figure who has placed himself in the pantheon of great television writing. And you know what I mean? Whereas George Costanza... He's an importer exporter. Ott Vandalay. Ott Vandalay. Ott Vandalay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm an architect. Yeah. yeah. I was in the pool. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. So, back to. Back to the doors. Back to the doors. Yes. Um. Minus. How did we get to? Oh, the trouble. Yeah, add, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's where we go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was with the team. Hey, if you can't uh, dot your eyes and cross your T's, you don't belong here. <laughs> Have you seen my penmanship? It's not good. It's really bad. Yes. I've <laughs> seen chicken, chickens scratch more legibly than you do. Yeah. They probably, Is it really that They probably bad? peck more legibly than you do. Well, here's what happened. I'll make this quick. We'll get <clears> back to the doors. Right. I... I'm left-handed. So I've always had every person I know that's left-handed, and I know about a half a dozen to a dozen people that are Mm left-handed, have bad struggles with handwriting right out the gate. Mm -hmm. And I am also of the same age that a lot of people are at, where starting 10, 12 years ago, you weren't handwriting papers anymore. No. You were typing all of them. Mm -hmm. And especially when you got into high school, regardless. Yeah. But the last 12 years, yeah. who the fuck's writing a, a handwritten paper? You uh, know? Uh, the, 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 the go-getters. Or who writes in yeah. general? My notes are in my phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I remember the transition. I was like, oh, this so, is so much easier. And I just recently found out they're not even teaching. I learned this like two years ago. They're not, well, recently, two years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I, t- 10% of my life or whatever. Yeah. But, um. 
No, that doesn't make any sense. Ten <laughs> percent of your life is three years at this point. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, you're good. so yeah, maybe, yeah, close. Then. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. sounds close. That's math. Yeah. Uh, yeah. not not good at math. <laughs> <laughs> Can't write. Not good at math. Yeah, you you belong in entertainment. You really do. You're, you're, I can write. I just don't have good penmanship. Uh, excuse it's a me. Big fucking difference. Can't read your writing, right? <laughs> I'm like Charlie from It's Always Sunny with my handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you just you don't write. I just don't ever write anything except right. signing my my autograph, my my name, my initials, which mm-hmm. is just how I sign everything. Well, I remember meeting you, and you said that you do handwrite your lyrics. Or at I least used you were. To. You were right. I haven't been time you were and you and then you proceeded then to pull out an entire chest full of written things i have well yeah i have yeah. two boxes full of it seemed like papers. a chest but i might it's, it's a the, chest I'm, all right it's it's a chest it's a, yeah. I have two let's chests. just say a chest for it's you know bigger than a box for comedic purposes yeah it's a, no it, but it is a chest. it's bigger than a bread box <laughs> yeah you've seen it it's no, three I, times the size of a bread do, box. do you remember playing 20 questions when you were younger and that was like one of the main questions so, it's an object. All right. Is it bigger than a bread box? Today, but I'm all right with that. Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to ask that question. I was never. Man, we're just. We're yeah. just. This is. Is this riffs volume three? Here's, here's the deal. The doors. No, 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 no. Riffs no. You're just three? gonna find out all the things Rob is not good at today. Oh, all right. I was never good at twenty questions uh-huh. because I ask so many questions. It would be more like thirty questions mm. because I would start out very detailed so I could kind of figure out where they were going. Mm-hmm. Whereas like most people are they're they're playing it for fun. Right. I'm playing it to find out this person's life story. So <laughs> <laughs> Rob, it's only yes or no questions. Yeah, but I want to know why. <laughs> I want to know why this character was in this movie. Give me some details. Right. <laughs> Either way. You, listen, yeah. me and family game night not that we really ever had. Oh, it was. Right? If Rob but didn't win or if, if No. Yeah. It was it was quite the opposite. I was either very annoying because I would make I would make my own rules up so I could learn so I could find out more things and ask mm. more questions. Yeah. Or like I remember when Scenic came out and my parents bought it mm. for us. Yeah. Like all of us to play. And about an hour into the game they all started getting mad because it's it's not fair. You guys have Rob on your team. Blah, 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 blah. And then we had like a family get together and there was like 10 or 12 of us. It's not fair. You got Rob on your team. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like quoting movies from like 1936. Yeah. That's, and I'm like, that's oh, perfect. singing in the rain or, oh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I just eventually would just play everybody against me. It's supposed to be fun. And I still won all the time. Family game night's supposed to be fun. And people yeah. just, it wasn't fun. And then the Saturday Night Live edition came out, because I had that one, too. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, that was great. I knew all of them. Like, it wasn't even hard. I think we had the Harry Potter scene, and that was fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't watch the Wizard Boy films, but... No, you don't. You're a wizard, Harry. I have terrible penmanship. I'm a what? But I don't write a lot. Right. Like, I don't write things out. No, yeah, you don't write enough to keep it so that you like you could even be decent at it. Yeah, no. and yeah, you were gonna say today. How is your penmanship? My penmanship's fantastic. Really? Yeah, I made sure of it when I was younger. Cause I, I I was a huge note taker when I was in college. I did like to take notes, so I learned very quickly that if I didn't have good penmanship, 
um, it was just going to be a shit show trying to reread everything. And, uh, and so I eventually did. I, I, I completely rejuvenated my handwriting skills. And uh, I, have good, I have good penmanship these days. I can't read cursive. Like my grand, my grandmother still writes in cursive. Very, you can't like, read cursive like beautifully, but I cannot read it. Yeah. Do you know I struggle reading my? I only laughed because. How do you not read? How you can't? I just I it, it's it's almost like hieroglyphic hieroglyphics. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't laugh. Then now I sound like I don't feel like. No, 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 you're good. It it is pretty funny. It's like the all the letters are perfect, but I just I'm like, is this an R? Is this an N? Is it bad know. if I admit I have a hard time reading my handwriting a lot? It's funny. Like, if you ever look at some lists I make, sometimes I scratch things out and yeah. I write the exact same word underneath. Mm -hmm. I just try and write it better. <laughs> Pizza. No, that looks like pirate. Pizza. Why do you... That okay, listen, like listen. Why that. do you think playing the guitar mm -hmm. and other instruments, singing mm -hmm. and talking, having talk shows, yeah. so is perfect for me? Say talk. And acting, doing like Rob the Renovator shit, mm -hmm. where I just improv. I'm like, all right... So today I'm going to cut up a tree and you're going to film it and then mm -hmm. we'll edit it together. <laughs> do you want a comedic answer or do you want the right answer? Comedic first and then the right one. Well, because it's all about you. That's why. Yeah. That's the first answer. Why what? Why Why do you think you have a talk show and you do music and you're on the, the YouTubes? No, it's a Rocky, it's a Rocky reference. Adrian says to Rocky, Rocky, why do you box? And he goes, because oh, I can't sing a dance. Huh. Funny. So why do you think I have all this? Because I can't fucking handwrite anything we fill gaps we fill gaps exactly she got a lot of gifts i got a lot of gifts together we fill gifts together we fill gifts that see that sounded too much like trump that was way too close to trump way too we're gonna we're gonna cut trump. that one up we're not cutting it out but sorry uh, Stallone. The i doors I deeply, deeply the doors are you. the doors are a fine band i shouldn't say fine fine means forgettable the doors are a good band i'll give them that jim warren jim morrison's just a rambling maniac yeah and it sort of it sort of devalues the music around it in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. And that being said, I don't like a lot of his lyrics, but over the years have learned that I really love the music. Yeah, the music's great. And that's mm -hmm. John, Robbie, and, and Ray. Exactly. But um, I can only do so much blues in one night. They're not a blues band, though. Yeah, they kind of are, though. There's basic to me, to blues me, they're, riffs. To me, they're three totally different bands. There's the blues doors. Mm -hmm. There's the psychedelic doors. Fair. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there's the like jazzy doors, which was basically the soft parade record and then some of the later stuff they did. Mm -hmm. Like I would even say a lot of the stuff on LA Woman's got a lot more of that rhythm R and B jazzy kind of like theatrics. Sure. Than, that's, um, that's fair enough. But so but I was saying to you, I was like, I ah, Soft Parade's probably my favorite one. Right. And then I went back and looked at their first album, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I've listened. So I listened to this whole record today. Break on through to the other side, Soul Kitchen, oh, the Crystal Ship, 20th Century Fox. She's a bump, bump, 20th Century. I wonder if they have to change that now to 20th Century Studios. <laughs> but I'm. That's yeah. That's what we should be nitpicking. Alabama song, Whiskey Bar. Oh, that's a great. Light my fire. Backdoor Man, which is an old Willie Dixon song that uh, Howlin' Wolf, who is one of the greatest blues singers of all time, mm -hmm. sang back in the day. I Looked at You, which I'm not really familiar with, End of the Night, Take It As It Comes, and The End. Yeah, who doesn't love The End? 
Uh, I can only handle so much of that song so often. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, because it's 11 minutes long, and it's fine. That's fair. It's fine. It's, um, it's, I think that song was better served opening Apocalypse Now. Yes. You've agree. seen Apocalypse Now, right? You showed me it, yeah. Oh, I showed you the opening? You showed me the opening. And I was opening, like, isn't this he, the greatest and opening? And then you showed me, uh, I forgot what the other scenes were that were coming the out. The one with... Uh, uh, Robert Duvall, I'm forgetting his character. Yeah, where they're invading with the with, helicopters. With the uh, yeah. with the Wagner music. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ride yeah. of the Valkyries. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, dude. That's a. This is a. Is that would you uh, would you call that a barn burner of an album? Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's a barn burner. That's a that's a phenomenal album. None of their other albums have that many just perfect songs. Just rippers. But would you also agree that? It's a ripper. Uh, this also, to me, combines their blue side, uh-huh. their psychedelic side. Uh-huh. And I guess we could just make it the two, those two sides. The, and, well, rock and roll in general. That, I would say that would just be their... I mean, I said like the jazzy side, but this doesn't really cut it. Maybe just the rock and roll side. Just rock and roll music. I guess they are, yeah. If anything, this combines all that. Because Backdoor Man and... Uh, rock and roll does come from But like blues. Alabama song, Whiskey Bar, that reminds... I mean, this is pre-Tom Waits, but that reminds me of something like Tom Waits would write. Mm-hmm. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, show me the way. Oh, don't ask. It so- totally sounds like something Tom Waits would cut, right? <laughs> oh, don't ask. I think you need to do a Doors-inspired album next. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, why not? Why not, man? How's your uh, screaming voice? Just took out another project the other day, but what? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Off, off I'm very off excited to talk. To How's your screaming voice? Got to be able to scream if you're going to do some Doors inspired stuff. Not Doors songs, but just Doors inspired stuff. You got to be able to scream like Jim Morrison. I don't. I don't want to scream. Okay, then you can't do any Doors inspired stuff. No, I'd, I'd do more like Tom Waits shit. Unless you get into like Riders on the Storm kind of. Riders dance. on the Storm. Which is my favorite song by the Doors. Really? Yes. That and Peace Frogs. Peace Frogs, great. Fucking love Peace Frogs. Yeah. It's blood in the streets up to my ankles. It's blood in the streets is up to my ankles. Oh, oh. dude, what? Dude. Yeah, it's a great song. All right, so this honestly like encapsulates everything that was great about the Doors. And all their other albums are great too. It's just. Yeah. So this is what I learned. Did not know this. I thought they only had six albums. Yeah, they Jim, only had six Jim albums? Jim Morrison died. Yeah. Not counting live or compilation. No, sure, yeah. They caught another record after he passed away. No shit. Called Other Voices. Mm. And Ray Manzarek and Robbie Krieger take off, alternate on who's singing the songs. They wrote them all. Really? Jim Morrison has nothing to do with it. And then they made another album called Full Circle, Without Jim Morrison. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, and there's it's a whole nother. There, yeah, it's a whole nother record. And yeah, they're on it. That's crazy. And then they released another album called An American Prayer, which I recognize this cover. And it's a bunch of. Uh, poems that Jim Morrison recorded and then they just set them to music. Okay. So You know, the Velvet Underground put out every other one album. record after Lou Reed left. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day it, it bothers me that 
Lou Reed didn't sing Oh Sweet Nothing. He wrote it, but he didn't sing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Doug Ewell. I think that was his name. I don't know. Yeah. One of the band members in the Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might not be accurate, but he uh, he sang he sang the song. So I'm going to look this up. This is going to drive me crazy. Oh Sweet Nothing. This is off the album Loaded. What year did that come out? Uh, 69, 70? 1970, yeah. Uh, let's see. Loaded. We're gonna look this up. Looking it up. Oh, Who Loves the Sun? God, rock and roll. Dude, this was a fucking great album. Sweet Jane's on here. Uh, Personnel. Doug Yule. I was right. Hey, check it out. Nice. Still got my memory. Anyways. Uh, another treat. Um... They put a record out after Lou Reed left, mm. and so did Creed's Clearwater Revival after John Fogarty left. That's right, they did. They put out one album. Uh, yeah, I remember learning about that. And it sounds it's not, not good no, it's at not all. Good. Right. But it's like, I equate it to like Jordan playing for the Wizards, or Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, mm. or Brett Favre going to Minnesota. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, kids? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you think the Patriots should just fold it in all together? <laughs> Don't have a team this year. <laughs> you guys aren't allowed. Yeah, take a few years off. No, I would have been. Yo, I'm yourselves. motherfucking Tom Brady, and you guys are either gonna pay me what I want, or I'm just gonna retire and live out that legacy of just being with the Patriots. Whereas now I feel like no, him going. Yeah, but it's like, but that's where his legacy's at. Yeah. Just like Jordan and the Bulls. It'll still be there. Yeah. Here's the deal, though. Yeah. If he doesn't win Super Bowls or perform very well for the Buccaneers, yeah. it will diminish it. Because it's like what Brett Favre did in Minnesota. Like, he played a couple mm-hmm. seasons. Jordan, same thing with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But you, this wasn't... But it didn't tarnish their legacies. You know, I mean, some people, if they really want to get nitpicky... It's like, why do you say, think the Stones and Fleetwood Mac stop making records? They right. just play their old shit. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what do you... You know, they don't want to diminish it. You know what I mean? Well, they already have diminished it by touring for 45 goddamn years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, not everybody can be Bruce Springsteen and continuously put out fucking great work mm-hmm. after all literally 50 years in the record business. Right. And, you know, his new music sounds great. It's, it's weird. It's just, it's wild. It's like, and you go see him in concert and he plays those songs and everybody's like, yeah, this is amazing. It's a Springsteen classic. I don't know, man. So the doors to me to wrap that conversation up. Yeah, let's get back. Is, you know, they were they were one of the original California bands. And I could sit here and talk to you until the sun comes up about the quote-unquote... I'm talking about the 60s California sound. I'm not talking about the early 70s. I'm talking about, like, 60... 65, 66 through, like, 69. Mm-hmm. Um... Right before Creedence, pretty much. Yeah, Neil yeah. Young was hanging out there, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, but Creedence Clearwater Revival. They still. They are. were hanging out there. I know. But their music sounded like they were from the swamp. Right. 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 I'm talking more of like the, the people that the were best, doing a lot of drugs and not making hit singles. The best cultural appropriation. I'm talking about the Grateful Dead, Jefferson yeah. Airplane, yeah. Big Brother, and the Holding Company, which had Janis Joplin in it. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm missing a whole bunch of great bands. But Probably, yeah. I Doors would be one of them. The Mamas and the Papas. Oh, I uh, love the 
they oh. represented that free spirit, you know, kind of whole thing. Mm. I've ne- I I admire the Grateful Dead. I like the Grateful Dead to an extent. There's about a handful of songs of theirs that I could listen to. Mm-hmm. But strangely enough, I've heard other artists some some other artists cover some of those songs, and I like those versions better. That's fair to say. They. It's got nothing to do with Jerry Garcia as a singer. It's just I'm not a jam band kind of guy. Like, not really like it's the same thing with Dave Matthews. Ooh. Like I like Dave Matthews, but can't do it. Ow! Ah! Yeah. Ooh! Ah! It's like it, that's what it sounds like. It's Half the shit sounds like to me. And then then he plays like um, the space between. And you're just in like tears, like this is a beautiful fucking song or Grave Digger or something, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there comes a point where like, should you be allowed to make that? You know, should you still be considered a, a legitimate artist if you're right. just if you're? But to me, the Doors were always yeah. like the the Not best band mm. from that era because they could play, right? And you know, Jim's singing was what it was, but it it matched what they were doing. Yeah, like they all like they all worked together and made this thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So they had a lizard band as a lead band, right? Right. Yeah. So they were always my favorite band from that. But I'm not a like for me when the California sound took off, it was pretty much when California country rock started, like early '70s, where mm-hmm. you had like, you know, like. James Taylor and, you know, people like himself are playing at the Troubadour and then like the Eagles pop up and Linda Ronstadt, which I was never, I've never been a big Linda Ronstadt fan, but Mm. like she got, you know, the Eagles, Henley and and Fry were with her band Mm. first. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. See, you never watched the Eagles documentary. No. Joe Walsh is, he makes that documentary. It's just so great. And Glenn Fry is, I miss him a lot. Glenn Fry so entertaining to listen to his stories for mm. the doc. It was great. Like Henley was fine, and so was everybody else. But like Glenn Fry was great. And yeah, Don they, Henley is a person I'm not really a fan of, but I like him as a as a singer. Right. Yeah. Why don't you like him as a person? Hey, he just seems full of himself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but they would cut to Joe Walsh, and he's just like, "Yeah, you know, uh, I was doing so many drugs back then, and you know, his wild stuff." And he just like, and I'm just like, I want to know you. I want to hang out. I want to like, I want to hang out with I you. I want to know you. I almost said have a beer with you, but yeah. no, you have to stay sober. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you'll just disintegrate. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's like I want to hang out with you and Keith Richards. Like that's what I want to do. And watch you just both talk about drugs the entire time. I yeah. just, I just want to be in the room. Like you don't yeah. have to acknowledge that I'm there. I yeah. just want to listen to you guys talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wonder how bad that would be. Like. Like them trying to balance guitar ideas off of each other, this far into their career, you know. Joe, you still got six strings on it. I only got yeah. four of them on guitar. Yeah, yeah. Because he does. Keith half yeah. the fucking time is in, is in uh, D D tuning. Keith, why don't you play in B, and I'm gonna play in in C, and we're gonna see if it meshes, man. Yeah. And it would just be like the worst Ooh, thing ever. What impression were you just doing? I'm not a Joe Walsh impersonator, but I... Yeah, you know. hey, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm Joe Walsh. You know, yeah. that's, that's how I do Joe Walsh. Oh, I don't do the hands quite as well. You got, well, I use my hands a lot. I talk with my hands. I know, but it's I don't... It's Italian. But I'm sure Walsh uses his hands that way, too. <laughs> I don't I don't. Either. 
And Keith's just a fucking a small smoke cigarette. Uh, let's go call a record. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know. Yeah. Mick, come on, Mick. Just hit record. Sharon! Sharon! Who's he? Yeah, now it's Ozzy. Well, it's, all right, stay on track, man. Stay on track. Yeah. I just, I like doing my old rock star because uh, yeah. they're all so different. That'll be, uh, that'll be the next YouTube sensation video. Uh, TikTok. TikTok's where it's at now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, there's China's way of invading. Oh, Not yeah. going to lie, when it first came out, I thought it was like a Kesha app. For TikTok. Like, for her music. <laughs> no, seriously. That's funny. I like that. Because I know the song, you know. All I'm right. hip. I'm cool. Uh, yeah. You should keep saying that as a 30-year-old, and then when you're 40, keep uh, 29, all right, motherfucker? Keep saying it when you're 40, too. I'm hip, I'm cool. I'm hip. Dude, I was never hip nor cool. There is a spider. Holy shit, there is a spider coming newer. You are not looking. You're not looking where I'm looking. Look right above your laptop screen. I don't, oh, I see him now. That yeah. is a motherfucking spider. Hmm. Nobody that's listening to this gives a shit, but that spider... What kind of spider is that? He's coming in. He's it's a, very, it's a white spider. I am not in a. Arach- it's not a. Arachnof- nope, that's a fear of spiders. Arachnologist? Is that what it be? Arachnologist? No, that's somebody who knows a lot about Iraq. No. Arachno. <laughs> you know an, an I Iraq. I was making a joke. Just oh. relax. And that's Iraq, not Iraq. Gone. Doesn't exist anymore. Did we clip? Mm. Yeah, but I can. Edit it out. Hopefully. Anyways, uh, so at the end of the day for me, the doors, I think, accurately represent the latter part of the 60s, true. American sound-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, drugs, 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 man. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Mm-hmm. And or sex, drugs, and rock. Morrison's yeah. fine lyricist. He's fine. Yeah, he's a fine lyricist. He's not a good singer. No. Yeah, he's a fine, and he's a, and he, yeah, he's a good enough lyricist. Cultural say. icon, sex symbol. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. But Ray Manzarek is an unsung hero of the Doors. Mm-hmm. From Chicago, baby. Yeah, I, I I would want him in my band. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Me and my sisters, well, I used to play this. I would ask my sisters questions and see what they thought. And I'd be like, all right, like, dream band. Mm-hmm. You can put together up to oh, 10 people in a band. Man. Who would you put? You know, and it's like. Yeah. All damn day for me, uh, singing lead uh, would be Springsteen or Petty, Stevie Nicks. God, you are what? Unreal. Why am I? Why? You're, what? Is, no, no. Keep why? going. Keep going. We'll talk about it afterwards. All but right. it would be like Springsteen right. and Stevie Nicks, or like Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks. Oh, so you got to do it. You got two lead singers. Well, yeah, and then the other singers. ones could do harmonies. What do you mean the other ones could? All right, a five-person band. You don't get to do the five-person e- band. You don't get to do the E Street Band. No, you get five. Okay, people so you band. can only have one keyboard player. You can't have a piano player and a keyboard player. You could if you want. Or two you, guitarists. Your band. Well, you, your lead singer could be a guitarist. You know that, right? Sure. The two aren't mutually exclusive. You can make it to where you have two <sighs> guitar players. One of them just dream band. All right, so we're actually we're gonna do this. Can we want to do this right now? Let's do it. Yeah, that's what uh, I brought it. For me, mm-hmm. five people. Mm-hmm. You have five people in your band. Maybe six if it's like. But would they sound good together? If it's a big tour, maybe six people. Would they sound good? They gotta that's, sound good together. That's your discretion. You know, that's that's you going. I think that these musicians would meld, in in the proper way. Well, to play keyboards, I would get Ray Manzarek. All right, so you got Ray Manzarek play keyboards. Singing or Ben Montage. Technically, also plays bass too. Those or are, Ben Montage the third. Sure. Who is phenomenal? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is, dude. That's tough. 
Mm-hmm. And then who's going to write the songs? Well, that's the thing. Now you really got to pay attention to who's in your band. So it's either got to be Petty or Springsteen. Yeah. I'm going to go with... All right, so I mean, here's... We the all saw what happened when the Traveling Wilburys got together. That was great. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Well, the singles were great. The singles were good, but... The rest of the album there was fine. A lot of album. A lot of, a lot of filler. A lot of filler on there. A lot of fillers on those. They albums. made two. Yeah. Two I albums. Know, I know. Um, all right, off the top of my head, don't hold me to it. Uh, I'm going to have Springsteen because he can also play lead. Guitar? guitar? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he's your main rhythm guitarist probably, right? He's setting the rhythm? Sure. While he's singing? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And Stevie Nicks. Okay. So those Because she can sing and play percussion. Those are your lead singers. She can sing and play. Well, they're not my lead she singers. She can play the, two goddamn, of the five members she can play the goddamn tambourine. That's not... <laughs> Per, she's not a percussionist. She can just play the tambourine. She played it better than Linda McCartney. Oh I'll tell you that much. It's, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, bass, I'm getting John Paul Jones. You bringing him back from the dead? Does right. anybody you want, right? I oh, guess. They, do they have to be living? I mean, you can't, I can't pick Tom Petty or Ray Manzarek. That's true. We can't, uh, we, you know what? We didn't set the boundaries before. We didn't set the boundaries. So just let me finish. Let me live out my goddamn dream, okay? I just want to live out my dream. I just want my dream band. I just want my dream. Just give my dream band. All right. So, living or dead. Springsteen, Stevie yeah. Nicks, yeah. John Paul Jones mm-hmm. on bass from Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. if you all know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, also multi-instrumentalist. He can do everything. Ray Manzarek. Mm-hmm. So that's four. Mm-hmm. And then who's my drummer? I have like 10 I could pick from you. I want to go Travis Barker, but I don't think he would do well He would that. not blend in that kind of a scene. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to go with Kenny Arnoff. Who is he? Kenny Arnoff has been playing with a lot of bands for many years. He's mm-hmm. played with the Bodines. He's played with John Mellencamp. He played with Mellencamp mm-hmm. on all the big Mellencamp records. Oh, good, right? Um, so he's got that classic, like, Heartland rock, mm-hmm. like, hitting you're, a snare on the two and the four. One, two, three, fours. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny Arnoff on drums, Ray Manzarek on keyboards, uh, John Paul Jones on bass, mm-hmm. and Springsteen and Stevie all right. doing so, uh, lead vocals, and Springsteen plays guitar. So... Heartland rock seventies music is all you're gonna be playing from that. It's group. gonna be, but it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be good, but you can only get it's two solid albums out of that great. band before they go. Yeah, what else do we have? Did we didn't say that they had to have a forty year career. We just said they're gonna fucking make a record. Fair enough. Hey, fair enough, man. All you right. want to set boundaries before we start playing this? You want to no. make the rules? No. Get your own goddamn show. I'm no, just critiquing. I'm yeah, I'm exactly. Kidding. Yeah. Get your own show, and then you can ask this question. All right. Um... Whew, that is a tough one. All right, so... Don't yuck my yum. Yeah, don't yuck my yum. Stealing a quote there, by the way. I think I'm going to get... You know what? Mm. Because this could go... This could go a lot of ways. But I'm going to do more of like an experimental folksy rock group. Oh, dear God. Yeah. What do you have? What do I have? Yes. Oh, oh you're going you're gonna to love it. So... My my band would sell forty million records. Your band, I feel like, would be a cult phenomenon, mm. and then like thirty years later, all the bands are citing them as an influence. That's exactly. <laughs> See, you like know, like the Velvet Underground or the Ramones my, or something. You know my taste in music, man. Yeah. You all right, what, what do you got? I'm getting, I'm getting Robert Smith, Ooh. on my lead vocals, okay, and as my rhythm guitarist. Okay. Absolutely, hands down, right away. Now, for my backup singer slash rhythm slash lead guitarist, 
She can play the tambourine. I'm getting uh, who's the dude from Queens of the Stone Age? I forgot his name. You're, dude, you're talking. I know. The wrong I'm guy for that. To, I'm trying to think of his name. I apologize, listeners, for me not knowing his name. Why don't you look it up on your phone? I could do that too. Um, I guess they could do co-lead singing while they're doing that. Now, does mm-hmm. does Robert Smith play anything? I don't think he does. He just sings, right? No, he plays guitar. Okay, does he play lead guitar or rhythm guitar? He plays rhythm guitar, but he's one of the best rhythm guitars. No, that's play. fine. I'm yeah. not... Hey, listen, that's fine. He's a phenomenal rhythm guitarist. Ooh, Mark Knopfler could, could join them as a touring musician. That's what I mean. So there's your... For my band. That's my your, si- My sixth is Mark Knopfler. There's your sixth Because he, him and fucking Bruce would destroy... Oh, my God. And then Ray would just, like, kind of weave in and out on the keyboards. Crazy. Kenny Arnoff just keeping that beat. Queens of the Stone Age. Josh Homme. There we go. That's his name. Okay. So he's playing lead. So I'm getting Josh Homme. He's doing lead. He's also doing rhythm. He's a good rhythm guitarist. But uh, And then Robert Smith, lead vocalist. All right. Who's playing bass? Who's playing bass? If I could take away... I mean, he he's a great singer, too. I mean, I could do that. Oh, what a... Oh. Have two lead singers like my band? Technically, it's three. Josh Homme's also a lead singer. All right. So who? I would get Getty Lee. Ooh, okay. What a fucking phenomenal bassist. All right. Phenomenal bassist. It would be a and slight a, change in tone. That's if what you I mean. Switch that's those why. songs up if, if different right. people are singing different songs. Exactly. See, I wouldn't like that. I kind of would. I would love that it. That would drive me nuts. I think that would like awesome. the same tone. The only thing is, I don't know, that's the problem. I think they're too big of uh, personalities for one of them to take a back seat. I don't think Robert Smith would ever take a back seat to lead vocals. I just put Stevie Nicks and Bruce Springsteen in the same band. What are you talking about? But Stevie's used to being in a band where she's not the number oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Bruce isn't, though. But he, I, he'd love not. it, though. He's fucking 70 years old. Josh Homme's <laughs> not. I mean, Dave Grohl did play with Queens of the Stone Age for a bit, but Dave, really? Dave played as the drummer. Yeah. He played on a couple of their albums? Uh, I think a couple songs. I don't know if it was on an entire record. Like their first record? Yeah, for the most part. So he kind of like helped launch them. A little bit, yeah. Interesting. And yeah. they just got a different drummer? And they got a different drummer. But he, Grohl never sang. From what I remember, no. Okay. No. no. So, Getty Lee on bass. Getty Lee on bass. Who's your drummer? That's the thing. Who's your other, what's the other instrument? What's My your, other instrument your... would yeah, either be a keyboard or, if we're going crazy, I'd get a horn player. Okay. And try to combine that. Or I'd get an instrumentalist who could do both. A multi-instrumentalist. I get a multi-instrumentalist who could do either keyboards or, or horns. Or could just do it fucking all. Maybe I just get Justin Bieber to throw him in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everybody. But he could do it. Uh, See, now you're selling records. Well, now I'm selling records. You're not selling records prior to this. That's fine. This album's not going to sell 150,000 copies. And I'm okay with that. Because, like you said, everybody's going to cite this as, oh, that was some good music. Right. Just good music. Right. Yeah. Uh... Drummer, I, there's so many good drummers out there that could fit with this. Like you have your, because uh, we're making it more jazzy, uh, jazzy rock kind of a thing. You're getting your Ginger Bakers in there. Mm. You know, I could throw him into there if you want your more. I just listened to Crossroads Live last night. There you go. If you want your more upbeat but still complex rock stuff with your prog rock, you're getting your Stuart Copeland's in there. Is he from the police? Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And I guess you could technically could bring back uh, Neil Peart, but I would rather have Stuart Copeland if I was going to have a drummer. Uh, you've got your uh, oh, man. See, and you've got your Dave Grohl's because he can do it too. 
You can play it. This eight. band is going to sound fucking weird. It's going to sound My weird. shit all fits like the I same know. tone. I know. That's why I'm trying to see if they could all fit into one thing. Um, and then I don't know who my multi-instrumentalist is. And then I guess I would still have to pick a drummer. Actually, you know what? Who could do it? Phil Collins could do it. Multi-instrumentalist? No, drummer. Well, I know that. So I have all lead singers playing different instruments. That's my, that's my band. It's all lead singers playing different instruments. That just sounds exhausting. No, it sounds awesome. Like they each get two songs on the record? Yeah, it sounds awesome. My, I envision this my record to be mm. ten songs. Mm. There's three du- four duets uh-huh. and then three solo songs for each Ooh, one. I found my multi-instrumentalist, Ooh. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I don't want to listen to this record. This you record, do. This, this record's awesome. This this Listen, record band is, is like soup, okay? You know, yeah. You got to put the right things in the soup. Hey, no, my band is like chili. You throw whatever you want in there, it's probably going to taste good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More of a soup guy. I know, I'm more of a chili guy. <laughs> That's okay. Right. You yeah. know. <laughs> like, uh... Yeah. Yeah. What do you think soup sells more? Because it's easier to make. That's why chili. I wake up in the morning, put my pants on one leg at a time, but I make gold records. But I make gold records, exactly. I make gold records. Chili's not selling out stadiums. It's, I mean, no, chili but, is. But it, I'm telling you right chili now. Chili is better than soup, but it's easier to make And soup. you probably couldn't get, well, Rayman's Eric's passed on. So I, you would just pick up Ben Montench the third. Mm-hmm. So Ben Montench the third, Kenny Arnoff. Uh, well, John Paul Jones is dead, so who would you get to fill in to play bass? For you, for me, who's a good enough bassist that could fill in? Uh, you've got, but I don't want to pull two members from the same band. No, I understand. I understand. Who's a good bassist that's out there still? Uh, oh, what's the guy from Wilco's name? He could fit. Trust me, he's a mm. good bassist. Um, I mean, there's so many good bassists, but I don't want to pull from. I don't want to pull too much from certain things. Right. Uh no, fuck. no, I don't want. I don't want Paul McCartney. You mean John Paul Jones? No, Paul McCartney, because oh, he's Paul still McCartney. alive. I was I gonna say. I was gonna say your uh, your boy from your newly found. Oh, I'm Jimbo band. Hart. Oh, Jimbo Hart. I'm gonna get Jimbo Hart from fucking the 400 unit. Okay. Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. Okay, fair enough. Uh so that tour would be Jimbo Hart, Ben Mott Tench the third, mm-hmm. Mark Knopfler as a guest star. Uh, Kenny Arnoff, Drummond, Springsteen, and Stevie Nicks. But I could see that tour right now. I could see, see them selling out two nights in a row in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be a like four hour concert. A because Springsteen's there. Yeah. And B because Springsteen could do fucking three hours part of it with Stevie Nicks, and yeah. then Stevie Nicks could do. Because she's not, I don't think she's used to carry. She's been touring Fleetwood Mac. She's not used to carrying two hour shows by herself yet. Anyways. Um, and she could do like, you know, five or six of her, maybe at least six of her fucking hits, maybe seven. That's fair. Yeah. And then like their new material together, Mm -hmm. dude, it would be a crazy, dude, that, that concert would be insane. Yours is selling out two nights. I'm selling out two nights in a row at Wrigley Field, three nights at the garden. I'm selling Uh, out one. Where where are they playing in LA? Staples or the Forum? Uh... Probably Staples. All right, Staples. Two nights in a row at Staples. It's bigger, yeah. Get one. Um, 
And then and then a fucking and they come playing. back around and they play the Hollywood Bowl, motherfuckers. That or you're playing. Uh, they come back in the winter and play the United Center where the Bulls and the Blackhawks play. I was gonna say that, and in New York you're playing uh, the big one, the uh, Garden. You're playing the Garden. Well, I already said two nights in a row at the Garden. Oh, I didn't. Hear but the then Garden. they could always play. Yeah. What's the outdoor one? In uh, in New, New York. York. Uh, Is it Central Park? Because I know I, I, I saw a Simon and Garfunkel tape when I was a you kid. You could, played at yeah. Park. Garth uh, Brooks, I think, has played outside. But I bet at, you could uh, still you could sell out one of the stadiums. Yeah, they just keep playing the Garden. They have eight goddamn. Or just stadiums. go down to Jersey. Or go down to Jersey. Yeah, play Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, you guys have a big tour. Yeah, no, this is dude. This is a this Here's is a, a uh, this is a 30, 35 date American tour mm-hmm. mixed with all the big cities. All yeah, multiple nights in a row with some of them. Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, LA for sure. It's a thirty-five city, eighty-day tour. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I Maybe would do, but I would do the cor- mm-hmm. I would do it over the course of like a hundred to hundred twenty days because like all of these these guys are, you know, they need they need the rest. They need a little bit of rest. They need a little rest. Well, that's the thing. So that's more uh, my question on it too. When are you bringing these guys in? Because now you, you I mean you're picking the litter. Who you want in this band? Is it like is it their prime? Is this... Well, see, we didn't set those parameters. I know. Well, I'm talking now. Oh, like, right the fuck now. All right, so that's why we couldn't... So then we couldn't do dead people. But... So we officially cannot If do this people. was a completely fictional world and it uh, could be in their prime, it would be like Springsteen, like Born to Run, Darkness on the Edge of Town, the River Arrow. Stevie Nicks, the obvious, like, 77 through 82. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Man's Eric, the years we played with the Doors are... You swapped him out for Ben Montench the third, mm-hmm. uh, any hero of Ben Montench the third. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was John Paul Jones, it's John Paul Jones. If if I'm switching him out for for Jimbo Hart, mm-hmm. due to the fact that John Paul Jones is no longer with us, mm-hmm. whenever. And then Kenny Arnoff's been slaying it on the drums for 40, 40 years on records. So any. Any era, I guess. I wouldn't want Ringo. Like a lot of people would be like, "Oh, Ringo would be." Like, I'm like, I don't want. I would Ringo wouldn't meld well with that band. Right. I, you could get Stan Lynch or Steve Ferroni, who have both drummed for the Heartbreakers. What about your uh, your Mick Fleetwoods? Stevie Nicks is already in the band. That's true. Yeah, I don't want to pull two artists no, you're from right. one yeah, band. You don't want to pull two artists. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Right. So that's just kind of how I look at it. All right. But, I want uh, the head on the doors, Robert guys- Smith. Okay. I want, uh, I forgot the name of the first album from, uh, whatever you guys call them, Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homies. I want, uh, ooh, which Getty Lee do I want? I don't really want Tom Sawyer Getty Lee. I want more like, maybe like 2112 Getty Lee, you know, somewhere around, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then... Earliest, earliest Genesis, Phil Collins on the drums, obviously. And then 2006's Justin Timberlake. Easily. Easy. Minus the fact that Timberlake's in the band, Mm -hmm. and if he wore like a wig and a fake beard, I think you could just give him a different name. Mm -hmm. You guys could just sell clubs. Oh. Not, not, I mean, that came out, that came out bad. No, no, no. Not just sell clubs. Like, you guys could do a club tour. Absolutely, we're doing one nighters. You're doing one nighters. We're doing a we're doing five six hundred seats. No, maybe a thousand a thousand seats. You play like the Vic or the Aragon Ballroom. We're so you got like a, a thousand. We're in doing one hundred and eighty shows in two hundred fifty days, selling out clubs. 
Yeah. But you're playing We're Toledo. Selling out Metro. You're 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 playing mm-hmm. you're not. playing two or three towns in Ohio. We're selling You're out. playing three towns in Michigan. We're selling out Appleton, Wisconsin. You know. Maybe obviously you're Milwaukee playing too. Madison and Milwaukee. Madison, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And then maybe shooting over to Appleton just for like a smaller, more intimate show. Like a Thursday afternoon we're gig. Selling like out, a matinee. We're selling out Cleveland clubs. Yeah. We're Indianapolis. Out, yeah, we're hitting Indianapolis. We're Louisville. S- we're selling out Omaha, Nebraska. That kind of You're stuff. not playing in Nashville, you're playing in Memphis. Oh, we're definitely playing in Memphis. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. We're, we're having the best tour. Playing Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We're playing Eugene, Oregon. We're playing at the college town. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we could play Portland because they have enough clubs, but we're playing Eugene as well. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, dude, best. Yeah. Like, we're playing Buffalo. We're not just playing New York City. We're you know what's Buffalo. great about the music business mm-hmm. is that all of that can go on at the same time. Yeah, I know. That's why I love it. I'm going to the United Center to go watch Springsteen and Stevie Nicks fucking mm-hmm. slay it. And I'm going to Metro to watch my favorite band <laughs> now that I just... <laughs> yeah, the, the, this band, the, these fictional bands are making just sound better. And better I mean, and better. if I truly had, if it didn't, if it really did not matter on gelling or if they could all fit together, my favorite band is obviously different, but as far as a functional band is what I think could work, yeah. Would you say my band is functional? I think your band's the most functional, Yes. Out of bringing a lot of those, yeah. You I mean, Stevie Nick, like Stevie Nicks and, and Bruce Springsteen singing together mm-hmm. would be amazing, right? <laughs> like the fact yeah, that they've cool. never done it, I, think I don't, really cool I don't know. Yeah, but because I mean, her and Tom Petty, it's like magic. It's it's dude, it's stop dragging my heart around. Insider, the stuff that they did together is like fucking magical. On that note, on that note, we're going to end the show. Have a great week, everybody. Get some rest if you need it. It's crazy out there. Mm. Peace.